Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello, this is Dana. I, Dana, can you hear me? good morning. Um, okay, so it was me. It was me. Great. Well, let's start over. I was talking, let's just start over. Okay. Whoops. That's Sorry right. about that, honey. I I was talking. I thought it, I thought it was you that people couldn't hear, and it was evidently me. And so I started just unplugging and replugging, and I don't know what happened. So I apologize. <laughs> Welcome to Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. This is Dana Bowman, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. Now that we're here, <laughs> yes, we will. Oh, it's all good, right? Yep, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> In the nature of Hashimoto's, there's no need to be stressed. You take a deep breath, you start over, and here we are. Well, thank you, honey. Yeah, we um, we had a little delay in the show anyway, so sometimes things just kind of go that way, right? That's right. We have to learn to take a deep breath and roll with the journey. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Today we are talking with author, functional diagnostic nutritionist, founder of the Myers Detox, and host of the Up Heavy Metal Summit, Wendy Myers. So excited! Awesome! And it looks like it looks like she's already with us. Yes. Good. Very good. Welcome, Wendy. Let's get this thyroid nation thriving. How are you this morning? Dan, are you still there? I'm here. Okay, wait. Let's try this again. Good morning, Wendy. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, we've had some smoother mornings, but (laughs) so far we're good. I'm too. I'm so sorry for being late. (laughs) I'm thinking it's just in the universe today. What? What? what Dana? What do we usually say that Mercury is in retrograde? Yeah, tell me about it. I, I swear, I don't know about you, ladies, but I feel like it's just. It's always in retrograde. I'm not sure what. I guess you blow it up. I don't know. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Well, very um, good. We are so excited to talk to you. You have um, you've been kind of doing all kinds of things lately, and you have uh, the heavy metal summit coming up, and it's just exciting to talk talk to you now because it's starting what in a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I love educating people about toxins and heavy metals that could be affecting their thyroid or their metabolism or outright contributing, uh, outright causing their health issues. 
And there's a lot of subtle symptoms people have, like fatigue and brain fog that are caused by metals. And when people go to their doctor to try to seek treatment and relief of their symptoms, uh, they are their doctors are not looking at heavy metals or toxins as an underlying root cause of that problem. So for me, I'm really passionate about educating people about the need to detox and this uh, heavy metals summit I'm doing with Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt and Dr. Christine Schaffner it is really an honor to interview the, the 38 experts we have on the summit to educate people about uh, heavy metals and how to detox them. It looks awesome. It, it's starting the 29th, right? Exactly, January 29th, 2018, and it's going to run for five for seven days. It's totally free uh, during the during that week, and uh, just we have uh, so many incredible speakers. We have Dr. Joe Marcola, we have Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, we have Dr. Chris Shade, um, we ben have Lynch, so many Dr. Ben Lynch. speakers. Yeah, but Dr. Awesome. Ben Lynch, Dr. Joe Pizzorno, founder of Bastyr University, did so many uh, exciting people, and I just. It's really, uh, we put together an incredible lineup of speakers. Awesome. Well, Wendy, let's, I know we've talked to you before. Actually, Dan has talked to you before. I've never talked to you before, so I'm super, super excited. I missed the, you did a, the, um, the hair mineral testings, and I missed yeah. it. <laughs> I wasn't on the show I that know. day. But, uh, so very cool. So can you tell everybody a little bit about your story, what got you into uh, health and your own personal health journey. Can you share that with us? Yeah, well, you know, when I was, uh, I'd had a baby um, when I was about 37. And I, you know, at following that, you know, a lot of women, their thyroid doesn't work so well <laughs> following having a baby. Uh, just a lot of stuff's going on hormonally with them. And, and I found myself in that same boat and uh, really was struggling to lose weight, and I wasn't feeling very good. I was tired, and I wasn't sleeping. And and this continued for a couple of years after having my baby, and I thought, okay, this is not mommy brain anymore. This is not um, for, you know, from all my hormonal changes from the pregnancy. And um, I, I just was having so many issues that I, I decided to go to a doctor and find out what was going on with me, do all these tests, and uh, she determined I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman, that I had very low thyroid levels or thyroid hormone levels, and she suggested hormone replacement, like, you know, thyroid hormones, but also estrogen and testosterone. And I thought, wow, that's just not, not you know, how I had envisioned my life in my 30s, you know, being on hormone replacement right. therapy. Uh, oh the thyroid hormone is fine. No. You know, a lot of people need that. But... Um, I didn't want to do the, the HRT, and I just set on a journey to discover how do I, you know, how did my body get into that predicament, and how do I reverse that naturally? And I kept hitting upon heavy metals in my research, and so I just I started a, a detox program and started feeling better uh, pretty quickly, and and I just it really lit a, a passion in me to learn more about it, and then I started my website, MyersDetox.com, to try to educate people about what I was learning. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know, really. and I know for... When we had you on the show, I was just going to say when we had you on the show earlier, 
uh, well, I guess that was like a year and a half ago, we um, we touched on detox, but we, you know, we talked a lot about the hair mineral analysis and things. But I want to get deeper into it because you do have the summit coming up, and it's such a big topic, and we don't really cover it very often. So, um, yeah, okay. I'm just um, – Well, I think it's kind of an issue for everybody. Sorry. Right? It's kind of an issue for everybody, I would think, yeah. you know, and yet it's not something that necessarily gets – addressed conventionally uh at least until something goes really haywire until it hits a certain you know a point where uh medical intervention would uh, be necessary that's kind of like unfortunately that's conventional medicine across the board but so tell us what what's the best testing i mean wendy some symptoms and and testing is there testing that people can ask their doctor or functional doctor for that can really give them a good idea of their toxin levels and symptoms that are like hey this is an issue you need to to address this yeah well you know everyone has some level of metals in their body so everyone is affected by this the only question is what levels do you have and maybe do you have an inability to detox metals so a good place to start is with testing. And I like hair mineral analysis to begin with, simply because it's non-invasive. Anyone can do that test. You can do it at home, and um, it gives us a lot of information. So it's not a perfect test. I mean, it doesn't tell you all the metals that you have in your body. You know, some metals come out in the hair, some count in the urine, and some come out in the stool. Um, I found blood to not be a very accurate measure um, like the, uh, some doctors will do metals uh, blood testing. Um, those are pretty much worthless except for Dr. Chris Shade's blood test. It's a very different blood test than what you typically get at a doctor's office. So, But I start with hair mineral analysis because it's a three-month average of what's depositing into the hair. And then from there, uh, because it doesn't show all of the metals, um, I usually like to do a urine analysis using a DMSA challenge. DMSA is just like a synthetic sulfur that grabs onto heavy metals, and then you'll release them in the urine. And some people cannot do that test or are too sensitive to it. So um, I really want to start people with hair metal analysis first to kind of get a health history and see how the reactions to supplements are, the reactions to sulfur sensitivities or to see if they have trouble detoxing, if they have multiple health conditions. They're not a candidate for a urine test. Um, but anyone can do a stool test, and stool is a great way to see cadmium toxicity and silver uh, uh, toxicity from mercury amalgams. So ideally you want to do all three tests to get a, a comprehensive evaluation of all the metals that you have, but most people can just do a hair test and get started on a, you know, a very thorough detox program just from the information they would get from a hair mineral analysis. That's awesome. Now, is there anybody that, that uh, would should be concerned necessarily about starting a detox on their own without any kind of, um, I mean, of course, there's so many detoxes out there. Some, yeah. Mm -hmm. Any, any kind of uh, food for thought for the listeners of people that might be a little bit more careful than others? Yeah. Well, it just depends on, you know, your health status. So if you have multiple health conditions and you know, you're very sensitive to supplements, you want to work with a, 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 an experienced practitioner that can hold your hand and guide you through any, you know, pitfalls that you may have with your detox program. Um, but for the average person, you know, you can usually uh, start some things. Like anyone can typically start a binder 
without working with a practitioner, you know, like a charcoal or a pectosol C modified citrus pectin or something of that nature, anyone can start those and those start to mop up all kinds of metals and chemicals in your body. Um, and then there's other things you can take like uh, chlorella or biosil or other supplements of that nature, uh, cilantro, um, that are, you know, most people tolerate really, really well. And kind of get, just get the ball rolling, get the process starting. Um, you can do infrared saunas. But if you want to uh, really, uh, you know, assess what metals you have and, and really, um, you know, get going on a, a really thorough detox program, you usually have to work with a practitioner. There's just too many uh, things that can be problematic or reactions people have that they, they need someone, they need a sounding board uh, to have a discussion of, about any problems that they might have to troubleshoot sure, and cor- cor- yeah, course correct, substitute different supplements if they don't work for someone. So there's just a lot of pitfalls. So I always recommend working with a practitioner. Oh, for sure. That's awesome, though, those, uh, the simple things that, you know, everyone can do. Now, now are those like the, the, the generally simple ones, like you mentioned, the charcoal and the chlorella and stuff like that, things that an, an average person should just maybe do here and again just to make sure everything's clear and, and you know what I mean? I mean, when you go heavy detox, you need to be with a practitioner. I think that's super important. But the general recommendations that you just made, is that something that you recommend people that not necessarily suffering with it, maybe now and again just to to help keep everything running smoothly? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, most people can tolerate a binder and a, a really good combo to start with, like anyone can start at home, is pectosol C, which is a modified citrus pectin, and which is a binder, and then a supplement called Biosil. Biosil is a fantastic product. It's marketed as a hair, skin, and nail product. Um, but it's something that you can take to grab on the metals like arsenic, aluminum, tin, and thallium, and cesium. And so this is a a great thing to take to kind of uh, mobilize those metals, get them out of tissue sites, tissue storage sites, and then take the binder, the pectosol C, to then absorb all those metals that you're mobilizing with the biocell. And uh, these are metals that the biocell gets, um, metals like aluminum, arsenic, tin, thallium, and cesium. These are metals that can cause fatigue. Um, They interfere in their mitochondrial functioning, its ability to produce energy. And so a lot of people can be tired because they have some level of these metal toxicities. So those are two two great supplements, kind of a one-two punch uh, that anyone can begin at home and really, uh, really every little bit counts because it takes time to detox, you know, uh, you know, if people right. have been It's not like it's an overnight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Been, you know, if you're 30, 40, or 50, you've been accumulating toxins for, you know, three, four, five <laughs> right. decades. So, you know, it's not going to turn around in a few months. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I can't stress enough that, you know, you really want to think of detox as a lifestyle, not something you're doing for three months or a year or two years. I mean, it really right. does take time to see results with detoxification. Now, do toxin levels Wendy? go higher, uh, Wendy, and people with Hashimoto's? I'm sorry, what was impaired that? Impaired detox. Is there, do you find that uh, most people with Hashimoto's have an impaired detox, detoxification pathway? And they can. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, so when people have Hashimoto's, you know, they're going to have a slowed metabolism, slowed energy levels, 
So that does impede someone's ability to detox. Um, but that's just one of many things. So everyone's a little bit different. Um, it can be quite complex, a little genetic issues uh, that can impede one's ability to detox. Um, but certainly, you know, it takes energy to detox. And uh, if people have reduced energy levels from a slow thyroid due to Hashimoto's, uh, they certainly can have an impeded ability to detox. And, and that's why I typically start people on like biofilm, pectosol C, to start absorbing toxins and uh, get people's energy levels improved so that they then have the energy that they need to eat. They need energy to sleep, <laughs> ironically. Right. And uh, so it's a very, you know, energy-intensive process. And um, uh, so also when you have an impaired thyroid, you know, your metabolism will be slowed and that will also slow the excretion of metals from your body. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, definitely Hashimoto's is just one condition that can definitely impair your ability to detox. But it doesn't mean you can't. Okay, well, um, can we can we back up just a tiny bit or talk about the biggest signs that you see um, people that need a detox uh, would be having? Yeah, so fatigue is the first one. Um, there's a lot of people that are perfectly healthy, but they just feel tired. You know, they don't feel like they have as much energy as they used to. And so definitely fatigue is a first sign. Um, brain fog is a sign. Um, nausea. Uh, nausea is a sign your liver isn't detoxing your body very well. Um, you have kind of a backup of toxins. Uh, so nausea is a big sign as well. Headaches, uh, inability to lose weight. Um you know, any kind of like health condition, like you're having uh, like insulin resistance or blood sugar issues or even diabetes, uh, that can, that's definitely caused by having that all toxicity. Um, any kind of autoimmune disorder definitely can be caused by mercury and other metals. Um, lots, lots and lots of different symptoms. I mean, I've got an article on my website called the Toxic Metals Sources and Symptoms Guide. And that really goes into every metal and the different symptoms that can be caused by that metal. And it's, it's a really long blog post. <laughs> it's something I'm, I'm always updating as I'm researching. And so, uh, unfortunately, really any type of symptom or health condition can be caused by an underlying metal toxicity. Now, like for people, uh, Wendy, who are sedentary or constipated, uh, or maybe cannot perspire, cannot sweat, uh, would they normally, I mean, would that be something that, that you would be uh, concerned that their toxicity level might be a little bit higher? Yeah, definitely they've been in that state for an extended period of time. Um, and those factors definitely can contribute. Like for, they're not eliminating well. Their The liver has to deal with all those toxins caused by the constipation. It's like an added burden. And so when your body's dealing with that, it has a reduced ability to process other toxins, you know, it's like uh, um, exogenous toxins like, uh, you know, chemicals and metals. 
Uh, certainly being sedentary is problematic. You know, you have to have your circulation going and, uh, you know, exercising to increase your metabolism, healthy excretion of toxins. Um, I, as far as sweating, I think most people today don't sweat very well. You know, we put a lot of stuff uh, in different products and lotions and soaps and perfumes and all kinds of stuff on our skin, and it definitely, uh, you know, interferes in our skin's ability to eliminate. And so that's why I recommend infrared saunas. Even when people first begin those, um, they can have uh, problems with sweating. They're just sitting in this really hot, you know, tiny cubicle and still can have problems sweating, and it can take a while for the body to start sweating better. Um, but definitely infrared saunas help to facilitate that. Ooh, that's very cool. Are, you know, I have never been yeah, in an infrared sauna. I know Dana has one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I remember messaging you, Wendy, when I um, was living in Costa Rica, and I, I we made one down there, um, and it was fabulous. It was the, the, oh, yeah. the near-red infrared bulbs, and um, it worked fabulous. I loved it. Wendy kind yeah, of pushed me along. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the near infrared bulb saunas. That's that's what I use, and I, they're fantastic. Now, is that something that people can do pretty easily, Dana? Do you want to share your homemade infrared? <laughs> well, infrared there's lots of resources. <laughs> well, there's lots of resources where you can where you can buy the. Um, I know you probably have some, Wendy. The the sunlighting is, is a little bit different than the infrared, but there's a couple of different. Um, companies that sell, you know, whole systems or whatever. I lived in Costa Rica, so it made it a little, a little bit more difficult to get things there. So we just bought the bulbs, and um, I had my neighbor kind of hook it all up, and I had a, a little um, area that I could cord on off, and uh, got in there and did my little dancing or whatever it was, and, <laughs> and did my infrared detox. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, you know, the near infrared bulb saunas are something people can make at home. I mean, you can just rig one up if you're handy or your husband's handy or you have a handyman. Um, I used to have my, I had my handyman make mine <laughs> when I was first starting out. And uh, that's a real, pretty simple contraption. And then you have to have like an enclosure to, you know, capture the heat. And I just hung mine in my shower and put a sheet over it, and I was good to go. Um, but if people want something a little bit nicer than that, um, I have, like, sauna space saunas on my website. Those are really, really nice. Um, but sometimes people want, like, the, the nice wooden saunas. I really like the sunlight ones. Those are far infrared saunas, and those are great, too. Uh, lots of, you know, thousands of research studies showing a far infrared, you know, sauna's ability to detox your body. Um, they're all good. Just get into one. <laughs> so are they, cool. how, they seem different. Just to just to uh, reiterate, you talked about the sunlight, which is the far, and then the near. Um, what is different? Uh, yeah, so the difference is basically just the spectrum. So there, there's near and there's mid and there's far infrared rays. And so it's just really uh, different terms um, uh, just penetrate the body differently. So the near-infrared rays penetrate more deeply, and the far-infrared rays penetrate, I think it's something around like two or three centimeters, where the near-infrared rays penetrate six or seven centimeters. Um, so, so they're all good. Even the near-infrared bulbs, they're actually mostly far-infrared. So you're, you're still getting a mix in both. Now, so with a near-infrared bulb sauna, you're, you're getting mostly far and you're getting some near-infrared. And with the far-infrared saunas, the sunlight ones also additionally have near-infrared rays added into them. 
So really with both saunas, you're getting the, the spectrum of near and far infrared rays and getting the benefits of both. They, they all detox you, but it's just about the right. the depth of penetration. The, right, the depth of it, yeah. And it's, and it's really important because um, that's one of the things you can do as a Hashimoto patient or fatigue like myself because, you know, exercise is a bit difficult. Of course, walking and, and right. Things that we you know, have uh, as patients. And so this gets your, your butt in there and makes you sweat. Um, and I think, it, think that's really important because we don't do that enough. Yes, yes. You know, I wanted to talk a minute about specifically how metals affect your thyroid function um, because, you know, your listeners are, you know, uh, concerned about their thyroid, obviously. And I've done a lot of research on this about how different metals interfere in your thyroid function in a lot of different ways. And I think this would be just really interesting for your audience uh, and chemicals too. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, how metals interfere in enzyme inhibition. Um, there's uh, enzymes involved in the production of thyroglobulin, which is the storage form of the thyroid hormone. So metals like mercury, lead, cadmium, and nickel interfere in these enzymes. And then they also interfere in amino acid absorption, so uh, there are certain metals that uh, these metals will interfere in tyrosine absorption in the gut. So tyrosine is required for the manufacture of thyroglobulin. So if you have low, thyro- low tyrosine, you're going to have low thyroglobulin. And also if you take proton pump inhibitors, you could be starving your thyroid of tyrosine. Right. Um, and then iodine also requires uh, an energy for its uptake. So the, those metals I talked about earlier, like arsenic, aluminum, tin, and thallium, they inhibit energy production. And so uh, the iodine uptake in the thyroid is ATP or energy dependent. So if you have any metals that interfere in energy production, it's going to reduce the production of thyroid hormones because you just can't take up that iodine in your, in your uh, thyroid. And, um, and also mercury is particularly problematic um, because mercury interferes in the thyroid on like four different levels, and it's called tertiary hypothyroidism. So number one, you uh, mercury interferes in the thyroid, in the pituitary and hypothalamus function, and in the blood. Um, so uh, number one, so we talked about how uh, mercury interferes um, basically in um, uh, production of thyroglobulin, um, and in the hypothalamus, uh, mercury gets deposited into the hypothalamus, and TSH is man- manufacture is inhibited. And then you have TRH, which is thyrotropin releasing hormone, gets ma- manufactured in the, the hypothalamus. So, um, so TSH manufacture is then inhibited, and less can be produced. And mercury also interferes in signaling and the, the cells themselves by interfering in that delicate feedback loop that converts T4 to T3, and then the signal communicating back to the hypothalamus. And um, uh, then in the blood, um, it inhibit, mercury inhibits the conversion of free T4 to free T3 in the blood. So mercury basically poisons enzymes in the blood and uh, interferes in this conversion. Um, so it really causes a mercury causes a lot of different problems, and it and it induces autoimmune disease as well. 
And so people, depending on their genetics, can develop antibodies to different types of mercury, um, including the inorganic mercury from mercury fillings or the methylmercury that's in fish. Um, but for others, it can be thimerosal uh, in vaccines, which is like 50% mercury. Um, but uh, you can find antibodies to one or all of the above uh, with like a MELISA test. Uh, it's a MELISA metal sensitivity test. Uh, but most commonly, mercury can induce antithyroglobulin antibodies involved in Hashimoto's, but it can also induce the antibodies that cause Graves' disease. And um, so that's, that's basically, you know, a rundown of how these metals interfere in your thyroid function or induce Hashimoto's, which I, I find really, really interesting. And frustrating. Um, tell, I'm in a right. I'm in a I'm in a flower field. Frustrating, just absorption moment. I I mm-hmm. just it's it seems like we have such an onslaught mm-hmm. of of things in our environment. What other things? I know that uh, you mentioned a few things with fish and uh, what are some other things, uh, Wendy, that kind of increase the the toxin overload, the heavy metal overload yeah. in our environment. Yeah, so lead is another one. Um, lead is another thing that interferes in thyroid production or thyroid, you know, function. Um, lead, unfortunately, is in all of our bones. Um, everyone has lead because it was added to gasoline. So we were breathing that in for decades. Um, then the government banned it, but because it, it was released into the air for so long, it then settled into our soils. So uh, even today, our soils still have a lot of lead. Um, supplements that like have ingredients that were grown in countries like China and India can have high levels of lead in them. So a lot of supplements can have lead as well. And lead gets into the hypothalamus, so it, it, it interferes in TSH uh, production, and it interferes in TRH, thyrotropin-releasing hormone, and ribosome function. Um, so it definitely interferes in, in TSH production. And, and then there's chemicals in our environment. I'm sure you guys have talked a lot about fluoride and iodine um, and, right. and chlorine in, in your environment. You know, and the chlorine and uh, fluoride, they substitute for iodine in your, in your body. And so if you have your iodine deficient, uh, your body can use fluoride or, or chlorine. Like you, you can become... Um, instead of uptaking iodine in your thyroid, you can uptake fluoride or chlorine because they're kind of in the same, they kind of behave the same way in the body. And um, fluoride blocks uh, iodine um, symporters that transport iodine into the thyroid. And in the presence of fluoride, you get fluoride iodine substituted for iodine. And uh, then fluoride gets incorporated into your thyroglobulin, the storage form of thyroid hormone, and this ultimately reduces the amount of T3 and T4 that can be manufactured. And the same thing happens with bromine and synthetic chlorine products like perchlorate that is used in traditional dry cleaning. And bromine is usually added to jacuzzis, and it's also used in, like, as a dose softener so you can get it in bread. And so they replace iodine and thyroglobulin and also reduce production of thyroid hormone. So the best antidote for those is to... Uh, to take iodine, and um, you can also um, uh, take things like uh, the pectisol C, and that can help to absorb those halogens like fluoride and chlorine and bromine and the perchlorate. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, how about the, pesticides? The chlorine, the, the chlorine in the pool, really quickly, I just want to say, you know, that's one people don't really pay much attention to. And, and it's big, and it's frustrating. Yeah. I saw my daughter and I were looking at something, this really neat lagoon-type pool or something that's going, yeah. uh, that's getting built in Florida. And I mean, I was like, wow, look, that's so neat. And we were looking at the video, and we were so excited. And I just kept thinking to myself, oh, gosh, I hope it's salt water. Even salt water has some chlorine, but it's better. And I just kept thinking, gosh, it's just it's not right. fair. And people don't realize And it's not just chlorine. Effective. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, pool, right. pools, are like a, pools are like a halogen soak. Because <laughs> it's yeah, a chloride. Right. There's chloride, bromide, and fluoride, all three in there. So yeah. a lot of people yeah. can actually feel very ill by going into a resort pool or uh, it's it's kind of fascinating. Wendy, doesn't iodine actually detox mercury as well? I mean, iodine's kind of like such a super important. Yeah, it's so important. It's it's it ridiculous. It, now, it pesticides. Lead, lead that's also. a right. That's pesticides on foods is is also a, just a heavy metal nightmare, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, pesticides can have arsenic and. Um, they can have fluoride also. A lot of wines are spray, sprayed with fluoride-based uh, pesticides. And uh, they can have arsenic in them. A lot of the soils, you know, still have pesticides that have were banned, you know, in like the 80s or 70s or whatever, but they're still there. Right. And, um, you know, so unfortunately, like a lot of rice can have arsenic, especially rices that were grown in the South United States. That's where the arsenic-heavy kind of pesticides were used. And so many rices grown in the South U.S. will have much more arsenic. Definitely, I avoid brown rice because the, the brand tends to have a lot more arsenic or metals in them than the white rices. And uh, so, yeah, definitely the pesticides have different types of metals in them for sure. Well, and just kind of a um, food for thought for the listeners too. Anybody with any kind of nephrotic syndrome or kidney disease or anything like that, you know, they're, they have actually had – a nephrotic syndrome that was caused uh, by heavy metals. It's it's a thing. <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, and it can, no, was cadmium, heavy cadmium metals in mm-hmm. in herbs, right? So that can even be herbal supplements or um, you know uh, Chinese herb formulas and things like that. You always want to make sure that those manufacturers are heavy metal tested. And I'll, I'll have to tell you one of my favorite. I'll have, I think Dana knows, but uh, Seeds of Change, which is an organic uh-huh. seed company, they actually grow in China. Because I noticed one time when I picked it up, I saw it at Costco, and I was like, oh, wow, how cool. So I picked it up, and it didn't have the country of origin. Now, Wendy, I've, I've had a couple kidney failures since uh, uh, birth, so I'm kind of a, I'm kind of like a, I'm probably a little neurotic about toxins, I would have to say. <laughs> but uh, I called the company because it didn't have the country of origin on there. And um, they actually grow in China. And so I said, yes. well, uh, how often do you, you know, test for heavy metals in the crops? Because seeds, actually seeds and sprouts, uh, they uptake quite a bit of extra uh, things from the soil. That's one of the things that makes them more beneficial, if I'm not mistaken. So they didn't, they didn't test as often as I, I obviously assumed that they should have. I was like, wow, you know, if you're somebody with... Uh, I was really taken back by that, right? Because here's this beautiful organic seeds, and I was like, oh. I know. Organic does not mean metal free. Organic means pesticide free. 
So it's right. really up to the supplement manufacturer to take it upon themselves. They are required in no way to do so, but it's just about them, um, you know, taking it upon themselves to test their product and ingredients for heavy metals, and most do not. I mean, I hosted uh, the, the, the Medicinal Supplement Summit I interviewed 50 speakers about supplements uh, in 2017 or 2016, and um, I was shocked. Um, I was shocked as well about, you know, the lack of regulation and just you, you really have to do your homework, know uh, know your source, uh, know what you're doing in regards to supplements because some supplements can have very high levels of cadmium and lead and mercury that can negatively impact kidney function, metabolism, and right. you know all the all the other issues that metals can cause. And so many of them are corn and yeast based and GMO laden mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, do you guys ever feel like you have to be a professional investigator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do. <laughs> I mean, I I really work hard. I you know all the supplements in my store, um, on my MyersDetox.com. I really worked hard to make sure that everything on there is just. I'm kind of a supplement snob. Yes, I make sure that everything on there is <laughs> I stuff love that, that I would though. take. You know, like stuff that I would take right. that I vetted, and I'm um, I'm just about to add like a, a few more product lines on there. Like MicroLife is incredible. BioPure is incredible. Um, and I'm about to add those product lines on there because they're just really far none. Oh, cool. Oh, I'd love to hear that. I'm, I'm going to have to go Myers. scan that one. Yeah, yeah. Myers Detox, right? <laughs> yes, MyersDetox.com. Wendy, can I ask you, what about soaking? <clears throat> soaking in tubs? Are there you know things like baking soda and things like that that can be helpful at you know just kind of on a healthy regimen kind of a plan for people. Yeah. So, you know, the thing with baths and, and soaking and whatnot, um, I'm, I'm a big bath taker and I love taking a hot bath to relax and detox <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there can be issues if your water isn't filtered. Right. Um, because most municipal, municipal water sources add chlorine or chloramine to the water system and fluoride, not to mention. Um, so you have to be very careful about that, not to mention all the other toxins and metals that can be in in the water. Like in Southern California, we have your, we have uranium in the water. So that's in all the water that you're showering in. So you, yes, you just we get do. a lot more ex- Yeah, you get a lot more exposure to toxins when you soak in the water. So the only solution um, for, for metals, at least, is a whole house water filter. Um, but there are there are uh, attachments for chlorine, um, like they have um, the um, uh, the charcoal based filters that can get rid of fluorine and uh, fluoride and chlorine, which can be good. At least solve the majority of the problems. You can have more peace of mind that you're not absorbing all these thyroid interfering toxins in your body while you're trying to relax. You know, <laughs> detox. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Wendy, have you ever heard of shungite? I think it's called shungite. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would that be something uh, that could detox water as well? And iodine is a detox of water, but it probably only detoxes certain things. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really explored that. Um, I think iodine is really just going to more help your body to 
Uh, if you flood your body with iodine, you kind of can displace a lot of the fluoride and chlorine that your thyroid might otherwise uptake. Um, so it's really more about using iodine to block uh, fluoride and chlorine uptake in your thyroid. Um, but as far as putting it in, in your bath, I don't really know if that would be effective, but you would absorb the iodine through your skin, um, right, and, right. which could be helpful. Um, as far as Shanghai, I really haven't done any research on that, so I couldn't answer that question. Um, but certainly, oh, I was adding, hoping to pick your brain. Yeah, <laughs> someone gave me I a little bag everything. of of shungite, and and I was curious because <laughs> they were talking about its ability to detox water. So I I mm, just, oh, just fabulous little bag of shungite, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know, but you can add um, things like uh, Epsom salts, which are magnesium sulfate. Um, those are great to add to your bath. Not if you have a sulfur sensitivity, though. If you have a known sulfur ding, sensitivity, ding, ding. that would probably be me. I like avoid. the ancient mineral yeah. magnesium chloride flakes. I like those better. Mm-hmm. Epsom salt yes. makes yeah, me feel like I'm about chloride, to die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So some people, like if you're sensitive to like broccoli or onions or egg yolks or um, garlic, if you eat a lot of that, you just don't feel good, probably don't want to take a magnesium sulfate Epsom salt bath. Um, So that's one thing to be aware of. But they're great for everybody else. They're fantastic for detox. They're fantastic, right. No, it's so Mm -hmm. true. That's one of the reasons how I found out (laughs) was I was, my friend was like, oh, I felt so amazing. And so I took this Epsom salt bath and I got out and I was like, my husband's like, are you okay? Because I was having trouble breathing. And I was like, oh, my Uh, God, I feel like I'm going to die. Yes. That must not be for me. Yeah. (laughs) Magnesium chloride flakes. will tell you. It sure will. (laughs) Magnesium chloride flakes. I love those. Those are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like, you know, it can get so negative, you know. You know, the tips that that you've given us uh, is just so helpful to help people feel more positive that they can make these baby steps towards, you know, being toxin-free. And then, of course, people that have bigger issues go get a hair mineral analysis and things like that and then work with a practitioner for super deeper issues. Yeah, I mean, it can sound depressing because... You know, I can be a bit, bit of a Debbie Downer, too, about things because we get all these metals in our air, food, and water. I mean, they're just everywhere. You can't avoid them. It's getting worse every year. They, re, re, you know, release a few thousand chemicals totally untested into our environment. Um, so it can be uh, a bit depressing. But the, the reality is there's a lot of things you can do. You can absolutely take control of your health, uh, you know, I've just seen, I've worked with thousands of clients and watched their symptoms reduce and start feeling better and getting more energy and brain fog and have their, even have their, their diagnoses reverse and not have them anymore. Um, so there's a lot you can do. It does take work. It does take money. It does take work on the patient's part uh, to, to do an active detox. But you do have control. You have total control. And there's so much you can do. And there's um, uh, really things, all kinds of tips and tricks on my website on Myers Detox to get people started. But really the, the best basic thing people can do is something I call the mitochondria detox, which is taking the pectosol C and the biocell. That's a great first step for everyone to start. Ooh, that's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Yeah, I also and it's great that you have lots of. It's great. I was just going to say it's great that you have lots of um, support for people um, online, and we'll be sure to um, tell everybody again where where all the places they are they can find you at because uh, you do yes. have some really fabulous things to tell people. And of course, that um, article that you were talking about earlier. Tell me the name of it again, so we don't forget um, where you can yes. find the list of metals. Yeah, so it's the Toxic Metals Sources and Symptoms Guide. So you can just type in heavy metals or toxic metals on my website and search, and you'll find it. And you can do this neat thing. You can press Control-F and then search for your symptoms. So you can search for autoimmune disease or Hashimoto's or fatigue or what have you, and you can see what metals uh, cause those symptoms. Um, so you can search headaches or migraines or what have you and, and find what you're looking for, um, which is kind of an interesting feature. And um, But, yeah, so there, I, I have lots of free resources. People can join my Myers Detox Protocol Facebook group. Um, they, they can uh, listen to my podcast. I have the Live to 110 podcast. I'm starting a new one And soon. I'm excited uh, about the summit. Yes. I'm super yeah, excited the about the summit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people can go to theheavymetalsummit.com and, can you know, it's totally free. They can register. It starts January 29th. And like I said, we've got uh, 38 speakers, a lot of thyroid issues and mercury and all kinds of detox protocols and just everything you really want to know to get a crash course on how to detox your body. Um, just really an incredible resource that I, I'm really, really happy to be a part of. And we love Dr. Schaffner. She's fantastic. Um, she, uh, we had her on the show several months back, so she's that's going to be fabulous. And I think she's actually going to put me in touch with Dr. Klinghart to have him on the show as well. So we're really oh, excited. Him. We're, defi- we're definite really supporters. Excited. I know Tiffany had yeah. um, one last question before we wanted to let you go, if you don't mind, talking a little bit about um, genetics and toxins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just wanted to... For the listeners, Wendy, some genetic issues that maybe uh, reduce people's ability to uh, eliminate toxins and, and th- some things to look for. Any helpful tips and things to look for on that? Yes. Well, unfortunately, a lot of the genes that, that negatively impact one's ability to detox have not been researched or they are not on the traditional 23andMe or other types of genetic tests. I was just having a conversation with one of my, my mentors and collaborators last night about this, um, there just there really needs to be funding more for the genes that interfere in one's ability to detox. Um, but definitely MTHFR, that's a big one that, that's got has, you know, a lot of press and uh, that's really the most known. Um, but, you know, you have to get the right testing, like the 23andMe right. is usually the way to go for that because some doctors will test just one one of the genetic factors for MTHFR when there's about 11. And so right. you really need to have like three or five of the 11 to really be considered MTHFR. Uh, you have that, you know, inability to detox. So it just interferes in your body's ability to detox. Um, it's kind of a simplistic uh, explanation. And so those people are just going to need a little bit more help with facilitating detox. But there's always a workaround um, there's, you know, because genes are turned on and off by your diet and lifestyle. My only problem with the genetic tests is they are, they're just a, they aren't live, uh, so to speak. Like they don't right. Just show because it's there the, doesn't mean that it's right. It can, it can be there and not necessarily be problematic. 
Yeah, like it doesn't at the show moment. if that's expressing or not. You right. know, it shows right. like a propensity, but not if it's expressing or not. So there's some, you know, there's some problems. You know, we're, you know, we're still in our infancy with all the genetics testing, but still really good information to have. I've had my 23andMe and found if I, I had sulfur sensitivity, which I already knew because I feel like I'm going to barf if I eat a big Italian meal with tons of garlic, you know. <laughs> garlic. Right, you know, right. Stuff. Isn't that uh, funny? Know, Yours is... Yours is, you know, uh, nausea and mine is pain, joint pain. I get mm, significant yeah. joint pain, you know, if I eat a lot of garlic, and I love garlic. <laughs> yeah, really I sad. do. <laughs> it does not love me, though. <laughs> no, it does not. Yeah. Me neither. And it's, yeah, it's, so such it's, healthy, it's such a healthy food, and so that's another one of those things that makes you go, hmm, right? It's a little, it's a little mm-hmm. frustrating because... Everybody's right. healthy is very it's perspective, you, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and your, your genetics can show you that. I was I was surprised when I got my 23andMe, and um, I forget the exact genus for the sulfur, but um, I was really surprised to see that, and it just confirmed what I already kind of knew. But now I'm much more cognizant of uh, really not eating a ton of um, right. the the goitrogenic vegetables, you know, the uh, the sulfur containing vegetables. I just kind of minimize those because they they do bother me. I can have a little bit, but not too right. much. And everyone varies in their sulfur if they yeah, have a, me too. If they have sulfur. It's more about the combination at the yeah. time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, sulfur is very healthy for people, so it's it's more. Um, and I think it's the CBS gene, but. It's more about the combination for me. I mean, it's not like you can avoid sulfur. It's, it's you know, imperative to life. But I think it's more about, you know, the amount that I know for yeah. me, it sounds like for you too, that becomes the problem. And everyone's different in what they can tolerate. And the ultimate right? thing, you do have to listen to your body, no matter what anyone says or what you read or the diet or this or that. You have to listen to your body. It will tell you. You just have to tap into that, you know, and listen to it. And, you I'm know, telling you, that's a religion. It. Listen yeah, to your yeah, body. Yeah, it is. Listen <laughs> to your body. Yeah, and some it people, is. like, when they're attempting a detox, you know, a practitioner will have them take NAC and acetylcysteine, which is a sulfur, and it can make them really sick. Um, or they'll take things like taurine, which is a sulfur-based amino acid, which can make them sick. So when it comes to detoxing, working with a practitioner, you know, this, that's one of the pitfalls that people can have. And DMSA, you know, using DMSA for testing can make people violently ill if they have a sulfur sensitivity. EDTA is a, a synthetic sulfur. So, um, you know, you really have to have, work with a practitioner that's cognizant of sulfur sensitivity right, and, of, yeah, and avoiding products that can make you ill when you're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Well, and even... Uh, super healthy things, uh, right, Wendy, like NAC and ALA, glutathione, turmeric, and all those mm-hmm. can be fairly problematic for certain people, not yeah. necessarily everybody. Not That's others. why, yeah, like you said, you have to be so careful to, to make sure that the practitioner that you're working with, you know, understands all that because glutathione yeah. and, I mean, those are really beneficial things for certain people yeah. and will mm-hmm. make other people very ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now, I wanted to say I, a I, couple I, words about iodine okay. also. Because um, I know a lot of people listening to Hashimoto's, they've heard a lot of conflicting things about iodine supplementation, and um, and I really think the majority of people are uh, deficient in iodine, and even if they have Hashimoto's, I, I personally believe people still need to take it, um, even if it's in like really tiny doses. Um, right. yeah, I mean, there was a study done, even taking three to five milligrams of iodine for five years, they had no associated thyroid abnormalities. 
that were observed. And, you know, higher doses are regularly consumed by, you know, the Japanese population. They have iodine ranging from, you know, 5,280 to 13, 14,000 micrograms a day. And, or, you know, that's, you know, 5 to 13 milligrams a day. And, um, and so I, I, I don't, I, I think it's, you know, you want to start slow. But and my my mentor is Dr. Bruce Jones. He's been a practicing medical doctor for 35 years. He's an expert on heavy metal detoxification, and he works with the toughest cases and and helps them come around that all his like other doctor friends can't figure out. And he just doesn't see how someone can recover from Hashimoto's without taking iodine. He just see because you have to have iodine to make your thyroid hormones and. I think there's some studies that show there's a jump in thyroid antibodies once people start taking uh, iodine. And so some people can lead to conclude like, oh, that must be bad if there's an increase in thyroid antibodies. That just shows that your thyroid's fighting something. That uh, So I, that can happen initially, but then that begins to subside. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's everyone should be taking iodine unless they have a sensitivity to it. It just for whatever reason, doesn't work for them. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Well, and and not only that, but what I've seen too, I mean, I think it's very per-person dependent. You know, if somebody swims yes. a lot, depending mm-hmm. on the foods they eat, depending on their genetics, depending on supplements that they take, depending on if they're on thyroid medication or not. I mean, there's so many cumulative, you know, considerations in that, you know, health concerns yeah. and what have you. But, you know, uh, what's what's interesting to me is every blood work that I've ever seen on Graves individuals and people with hyperthyroidism has been critically deficient in iodine, which I found very interesting, right? And Hashimoto's not so much. But what's interesting is when we interviewed Amy Myers, she, we asked her, because the, the iodine question, Wendy, is one of our favorite questions, you know, because it's such... Mm-hmm a source of contention for extremely intelligent people. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. are these all, all these people reading the same documentation? Because they're so on opposite ends of the spectrum, you know? So it's always yeah. kind of, you know, for me, it's kind of a question that I always want to ask because I'm always super curious how the, how the super smarties fall on that subject. But um, what's interesting is that Amy Myers had said, because we asked her the question, and she said, mandatory, 300 micrograms yeah. for everybody, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, of course, most supplementation is 150 micrograms. Uh, you know, per pregnant women, I think it's 290 or something like that, micrograms. You know, uh, efficacy limitations with the FDA and, and you know, supplement governing, regu- well, there's no supplement governors, but for recommendations, right. 800 micrograms is the top level. But it was so interesting to me, and, and I have to kind of give a shout-out because uh, there was a woman who was critically deficient in iodine, and her physician refused to address it because she was on thyroid medication. Uh, mm. And so the assumption was, you know, well, that will take care of that. And she ended up with a very aggressive breast cancer. So mm, iodine yeah. is so important. And you I'm have not a huge proponent of large doses, but I'm saying, yeah. man, it's critical to life potentially problematic for some, but you've got to find your working amount for you. Iodine yes. is a contender, right? We can, yeah. we can all agree it on is. that, right? Iodine is a contender. Is. So 
It's a, we it's love a you, Wendy. And, and I like Thank you for that. pointing that out. Yes. Yeah, it's really yeah, important. And, and find your working yeah. level for you. I like that. I mean, yeah. that's exactly and what we talk well, yeah, about. Well, yeah, if you're show, swimming every day, yeah. You know, if you're swimming every day and you're a vegetarian and you don't eat any seafood, right? I mean, because you have, as far as food in, intake is concerned, you know, your primary sources of iodine are going to be lobster, shrimp, uh, you know, salmon, lesser, you know, kelp is, of course, is an enormous. I mean, you take an enormous jump to like, you know, 10,000 micrograms or something like that. There's an enormous jump in that. But it depends on the person. If you're vegetarian and you swim every day, right, your requirements for iodine are going to be significantly greater than someone that eats, you know, salmon or maybe that, you know, doesn't have such a, a halogen influx. I mean, it, it, that's the whole thing, right? The magic number is nothing that any of us can throw out for another person. No, our magic so number is our own. Our magic number is our own. But, but I'm so glad you brought that up, Wendy, because it is a very, very important topic. One of these days, we, someone needs to have the great iodine debate. I'm telling you, I've been saying this mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> because there's super smarties out there, and they are on way opposite ends. You know, mm-hmm. some are saying large doses, some are saying not at all. It's a it's a a really confusing topic for, you know, the layperson. It really is. Hello? Anybody there? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> we Wendy? lost Wendy. <laughs> oh no. Wendy. It's. It looks like she's still there. Wait, hang on. Wendy, are Hi, you still can you there? Hear me now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, she whiz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I wanted to say one any, more thing. Um, one more thing. Another really interesting distinction when it comes to iodine is that there's some studies that show that iodine or antibodies go up after iodine intake, but there's some problems the studies don't don't recognize. Number one. If you don't control for mercury, gluten, or dairy exposure, how do you deduce that it's iodine that's causing the increase in antibodies in a study? So that's one thing that could be causing Mm -hmm. iodine or antibody increase following iodine, you know, know, consumption in a study. And then number two is the form of iodine used in clinical trials. The form of iodine is potassium iodine, which is the cheap. It's used because it's really cheap. Um, but right. uh, I, antibodies being raised can be high because of this. And you need to use the right form of iodine. I always recommend the iodoral or nascent iodine or liposomal is really nice as well because liposomal will have increased absorption. Um, so you've got to really think about the form of iodine that you're taking. Right. Um, and so that and not to mention selenium well. status. Right, Wendy? Yes. I mean, selenium status yeah. in mm-hmm. those individuals, too. You know, so it's important. not like iodine works all by itself, you know? It's, yeah, and everyone you know, I selenium test is, is very important. Yeah, everyone I test is selenium deficient. There's very, very few people. The people eating two Brazil wow. nuts a day are the only ones who are not selenium deficient. It's the only eating ones. what? What did you say? Uh, two Brazil nuts were... a day. Oh, Wow. Wow, those people are fascinating to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and even the form, you know, the the forms are so important and stuff. We need to have, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, the great iodine (laughs) debate, Wendy. 
We get yes. <laughs> but even yes. the forms of selenium, you know, you have selenothion, you have selenium yeast, you have sodium selenate, which actually is, you know, fairly problematic. It's just, you know, so there's that too. Girl, yeah, I get my clients, uh, I really like uh, Life Extension SE Methyl Selenocysteine, kind of a mouthful, uh, but that's, right. that's the product that I take, and that definitely raises people's selenium levels, and I found that right. other forms have not been so great at raising the levels on a hair metal analysis. Oh, interesting, on a hair metal analysis. Mm-hmm. That, uh, the studies are like 20% absorption for sodium selenate and sodium yeast, or uh, selenium that's derived from yeast, which so many supplements are derived from yeast, like literally you're taking a yes. yeast supplement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Selenothion uh, was about 80%. I mean, just knowing those two, you're like, well, why would anyone take that, right? But that's just grabbing yeah. the, you know, garden of life or whatever off the off the shelf. And, hey, it's organic and whole food based. And, well, whole mm-hmm. food based can mean yeast based entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kookiness. Yeah. Kookiness. And I missed yeah. your supplement summit. I'm gonna to have to go look for that. <laughs> yeah, it's still around. Uh, maybe yeah, go. you can. Like, if, yeah, you can get it if you go. If you go to the Heavy Metal Summit, you purchase the summit. You'll get a little a reminder that you can also buy the Medicinal Supplement Summit at a reduced price. Oh, I think cool. you're doing that at the same time. Yeah, that is Thank a you. hot topic, as you know. Yeah, right. I mean, like I did yes. the supp- I did the summit last year, Tiffany. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to do, there had never been a supplement summit before, and I think there was a lot of questions that people have, a lot of confusion, and people were spending billions of dollars, and, you know, I, I really, uh, for just my own personal gratification, you know, wanted to learn a lot about supplementation, how to do it right, what products are the best, what to avoid. There's so many distinctions to be made. I think so many people, like listening to your podcast, they're really concerned about their health and they want to make the right choices. And so right. it really pays to educate yourself about proper supplementation. So you're not, not only wasting your money, but uh, harming yourself at the same time when you're trying to improve your health. For mm-hmm. sure. And supple- supplements can actually make you feel worse. Yes. Or, yeah. or increase the burden <laughs> on, on, on your toxin levels and, or sulfur problems or, you know, uh, even people that have significant sensitivities to corn. And let's just yeah. kind of point out at the end of, of, of the podcast today that you have companies like Pure Encapsulations and Garden of Life that are, that are tremendous recommended uh, supplements that have currently been purchased by Nestle. Yeah. So the first quarter of this mm-hmm. year, the anticipation is, is that we will see changes. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Earth Bees and... And uh, Tom's of Maine, where, you know, you have customers that depended and purchased these because of their quality and, you know, uh, all these different things. And then all of a sudden, ingredients change and sources change. And guess what? You do not get an email that warns you about those ingredient changes. You just grab your blue and white pure encapsulations off the shelf that you've been taking for years and the assumption is is that label has stayed the same and that applies yeah. to food as well so you have to be hyper there's that investigator you right? have to be hyper massive no diligence to protect you except for you and you know and that <laughs> happens even in the beauty space as well because the the only growth um in the grocery industry is the organic space so so these big companies, uh, 
you know, like Kraft or like Nestle or what have you, they're going into the organic space because that's where the most money is to be made. That's what people want right. now. And it's growing right. every year. And so they go into the space, they buy a product, even a beauty line or another product, and they they add cheap ingredients and fillers and preservatives because that's what they do. You know, that's that's how they save and the money and increase their profits. Are none the more I mean, you know, none the less wiser. They no. have no idea no. what happened. They have no, no idea. No. no. <sighs> well we could we We've got forever. <laughs> Yeah, we could. We I got forever about over. this. Mm-hmm. We could, we could, and um, but we do have to let you go. And we thank you so much for for your time. And I apologize for the beginning of the show it was a little bit wonky. I don't know what's going on. Definitely Mercury yeah. is a, must be in retrograde or something. Retrograde. But, um, yes. Yeah. Um, thank. Good luck on your well, uh, summit. We will definitely share, and we're so excited to have, have talked to you today. Thank you so much, Wendy. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone they want to thank get in you touch so with me, much. I, yeah. If anyone wants to get in touch with me, I have an awesome. I have a ten tips to detox, like a pro checklist. They can go to detoxforenergy.com and download that. Lots of tips and tricks. Or they can just go to myersdetox.com and um, learn all about detoxification. I've got a couple podcasts. I've got the Live to 110 podcast, and I also have a podcast on bioenergetics, which is another passion of mine called Supercharged that you can listen to on iTunes. Oh, interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got my little fingers and all kinds of things. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Wendy, and uh, good luck on that podcast. We'll see you there. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Have a, Have a great day. day. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wow. <sighs> busy. God, you guys, so right? sorry. <laughs> it's like okay. my, my my Uber took like 30 minutes to get here. Like He took all these different <laughs> roads instead of the freeway. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like you using Waze or something. <laughs> the scenic I'm Uber like, route. You know, God, sorry, you never think about that. Here. Oh my God. Depending on what, <laughs> what route your Uber driver's going to take could put a significantly amount of time into your... Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. I'm sorry. I used I started my, my podcast on Blog Talk Radio, so I know it's stressful when the guests don't show up on time or they can't figure out how to you know, log on or something. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Well, you have an awesome day. Okay, yeah, you guys too. Thank you so much. For, I'm glad we finally did this. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Okay. All right, guys. She is very cool. Didn't she? She's hip. She is she's very fun. Cool. I huh? like her. She's hip and fun. I like her. She's totally, she's got it going on. She's got lots of cool things up her sleeve. And of course we didn't even talk about her book. Oh my goodness. We didn't even talk about her book. We'll have to have her back. <laughs> my God, we didn't even talk about her book. I can't believe it, but you can find all things Wendy Myers at live to one ten or Myers detox. And she had another one. Did you write that down, Tiffany? Detox for energy.com. She said, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got it. So check the her out. Summit. Yep. Yep. It's going to be fantastic, January 29th, theheavymetalsummit.com. Check it out. As always, a big thank you to our listeners. If you get a chance and you like our show, we'd love a review on iTunes. It would really help spread the message. So we would appreciate that. 
and thank you for your patience. Um, as sometimes Tiffany and I have issues for the show, and it just kind of happens, and you can't help it. So thank you for your patience. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and please check out our sponsor, ThriveProbiotic.com. Spore-based. It's a very different probiotic, verified to survive gastric acid, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky leaky gut. ThriveProbiotic.com. Yeah. Yeah. We love them. (laughs) We love them. We do. And also make sure to follow Thyroid Nation at ThyroidNation.com, on Facebook, Twitter, all those goodies. And uh, check out the Hashis and uh, Gray's Facebook support group where you can find weekly information about radio shows and all kinds of good stuff. I put I post all kinds of things in there, funnies, and also things about my newest project that will be launching very, very soon. com. your living, breathing thyroid lifestyle magazine ad-free. We put the information, inspiration, and support you need all in one place. To empower you to be able to make the best choices for your health and your thyroid health, um, and we are really excited, Jenny, and I cannot wait to launch. So that will be coming soon. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for more details. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up on their email list to get all the all the updates. Yep. Thyroid Refresh. So excited for you, honey. All Thank right. You. This is most important. Dana and I always want to remind you, I know that we close every show with this. We cannot tell you the importance of listening to your own body and being mindful of what it is telling you. This is a built-in diagnostician that's unique to you. Listen to it. Please. <laughs> one was a demand, yes, one's a request, you know, covering it all. We have so many di- we have so many different guests on the show and everybody has their own you know, way of thinking or, you know, it doesn't matter, um, you know, if it's iodine or something else. And really it's just all about us providing information to you and you listening to your body and talking with your doctor and doing what's right for you. We're just trying to give you information. So your body's really yep. smart. Listen. Listen to it. I think Wendy even said Very smart. Uh, on the podcast today that um, she did. your body's really smart. Listen. Be mindful of what it's telling you. Be mindful of what it is telling you. Your body is very smart. Okay. This is Dana. <laughs> and Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that to United we heal. Thanks, guys. Next up, Dr. Sarah Godfrey at a, a different time. Um, so, so be on the lookout for that. I believe it's one Pacific. So thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week.